Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Todd Lights, public address announcer for your Los Angeles Dodgers. And now, it's time for the Bleed Lows Podcast with your hosts Alonso and Juan. And Alicia Del Valle. With the baby face gimmick in the sky, Roger. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Bleed Lows Podcast. Uh, this week's podcast is presented by our partners at Bet Online. Football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your football betting needs this season. You'll find all the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all of your sports wagering info, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head on over to BetOnline.ag to join, and you'll receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just make sure you use our promo code, which is BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. I uh, uh, We were talking about fantasy football a little bit ago and how dumb it is, um, and we're not going to discuss that. But we're gonna, we, we might make some bets, though, on this uh, this playoff series because the uh, the Padres now – I'm sorry, the Dodgers now have a, a, DS, a DS opponent. Uh, it's, it's a rematch of the 2020 DS, the San Diego Padres. So that's why if you're watching this, Nick Kreider – and uh, AKA Nikki Snacks and Heath Bell hey. of the Ring the Bell podcast are uh, are joining us here. Gentlemen, welcome back. Thanks for having us back, guys. Excited to be still in the playoffs. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> That's the optimism that they all want to hear. <laughs> tell, tell me the truth, Nick. Did you not think they were going to beat the Mets? No, I thought we were. I, yeah, I, okay. So I honestly thought we would sweep them because um, I wasn't so confident in how DeGrom's been looking for the last month of his of his regular season. But I mean, he showed up. He was Degrom, and they stymied the Padres' offense. But I knew that with Joe Musgrove out there, he wasn't going to let it end for San Diego. Him being a San Diego guy, it meant so much to him to get that win. And look, they gave up one hit against the Mets. If you get one hit, you're not going to score. True. Let me ask you this before we dive into the the matchup thing. What did you think of Buck Showalter in the sixth inning asking for the umps to check Joe Musgrove? This is all Heath. <laughs> <laughs> Let me check behind my ears really quick. I do like oh. it when my wife tickles me behind my ears and relaxes me. Well, for a minute there, I thought Heath was doing the Hogan uh, bullshit. Now it's just like, oh, come on, Heath, please. It, it, let me put it this way. It was it was complete bullshit of what Buck <laughs> did. It literally was. He. This is, just reminds me of, I, I think Bobby Cox was a great manager, but when somebody threw five, six scoreless innings, they would literally, if he had a gold chain or something, hey, that's uh, enhancing, you know, you can't, you get, can't have a gold chain. So you got to take it off for my hitters just to get in the pitcher's head or whatnot. And that's all Buck did. 
if you saw the interview Buck had after the game, he's like, well, you know, um, kind of sounded like Joe Biden a little bit. Uh, well, uh, you know, we had, we had a lot of information, different information. It didn't go our way. I'm like, what are you talking about? You just tried to get into his head. You tried anything. Your hitters couldn't do it. And it just it just kind of pissed me off because he was Joe was out there pitching an unbelievable game and Buck tried to help his team. It's true. I get it. You know, I, I don't know if I would have done that because I have morals and sometimes you come against a pitcher that just is dominating. And he, you know, he liked to say at the part of his interview, well, the spin rotation, you know, that I think everybody believes, you know, it's a little bit more or this or that. How can it not be more in the opening day of a se- season because your adrenaline is pumping? or even in the first round of the playoffs or a world series game, even game seven, your adrenaline's pumping so much. You have so much energy more than you did two weeks ago, a week ago, last outing. Even Dodger players, pitchers are going to, their pitches are going to be a little bit better or whatnot. And if they're not, maybe they're just not riled up. They're not pumped Mm -hmm. up enough where the Padres, we made it in the playoffs. We were supposed to be the sixth seed turn into the fifth seed. Everybody was saying, well, we're going to face Atlanta. Do we want to face the Cardinals, not Atlanta? Then all of a sudden Atlanta takes over the Mets and the Mets are kind of falling. Then we just go and kind of like pummel the Mets and say, we're not going to get base hits. We're just going to hit home runs off Max Scherzer, you know, and just hit home runs everywhere. And then our guy that's hitting 190 is just going to be like MVP of the series. So we were all pumped and excited where I think the Mets were just kind of like upset and Buck Showalter's, Yes, I mean that was that was dog shit of what he did. Really, sorry my French and all, but yeah, I agree with that. And then I, here's I, the worst thing on Twitter, McCutcheon. Some guys put icy hot behind their ears. I've never heard that. Never. I've never I've heard, heard of icy hot in your cooch area, <laughs> underneath your ball. He said cooch. Yeah. Or your whatever you call it. <laughs> but that area is one of those things. But it I've heard you do that because your arm hurts. It's not because you, you're more focused. It's more like I need some other body. I need a pain in my body somewhere else besides my arm so my arm doesn't hurt. I've never heard it makes you focus more. I mean, I've oh. had icy hot on my arm, my shoulder, and my elbow. And all I could think was my arm's going to melt, you know. <laughs> Yeah. So, and I've never heard it on the ears. I mean, that's a position player saying, well, pitchers do this. Well, yeah. Should I say everything a position player does too? I mean, just throw it right back at you. So anyway, I just thought it was, you never heard any other pitchers go, yeah, he's doing something wrong. So it just, that chapped my hide. Joe Musgrove pitched the game of his life, just like he did the um, perfect game. Right. Tip your hat to him. I mean, he was on the whole night. And like you said, Nick, you know, San Diego born, lived there. He was not going to let the Padres go down on his watch, and he did. He's a big game pitcher. I feel like he plays so much better under pressure. He was the home opener, you know, and, and he shoved then. He had that first no-hitter. He's, he plays well against the Dodgers for the most part. Like, he really comes to life in these big moments. And I don't think he would ever even risk cheating in that situation, especially with the whole Tatis thing this season, how the whole team reacted of course, he was on that Astros team that beat the Dodgers, and he has come out and said that that ring doesn't feel legitimate. He wants to win a real one, right? It's tarnished. So there's no chance he's going to allow his reputation to be, you know, put aside for some sticky stuff. Yeah. 
Well, and, and also, I did like what red, he did. Red Hot he isn't even sticky. It's right. like explaining. No, no, yeah. I did like what he did when he, I forgot who he, who he, uh, who he got out after all that happened. And he just looks at the dugout and does one of these. Does to the buck. Kenny Powers. Yeah. Does the Kenny Powers. <laughs> well, you and, know what? Uh, I was thinking major league. Sometimes I got to put a little <laughs> snot in my nose. <laughs> That's what I thought. That's I thought what was... I went with. Yeah. I got a jalapeno up my nose. And... Yeah. <laughs> that, that will be. Good old Harris. That'll, yeah. that'll be interesting to see though next year because obviously the Mets have to play the uh, the Padres at some point, assuming Buck isn't let go, uh, because that that's its own dumpster fire that we can talk about another time. But tomorrow the DS starts, and like I said, it's a rematch of 2020. Uh, full games. disclosure: the 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 reason I put on my picks, if if you look on Twitter, that the Mets were going to advance is I didn't want to play the Padres because I think they're a little bit more of a matchup nightmare for the Dodgers than the Mets are. Because uh, the Mets have been ailing, Jacob Degrom has not been Jacob Degrom. You know their 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 offense has been eh. Whereas the Padres, they've kind of been figuring it out the last little bit. Juan Soto, uh, Juan's daughter's favorite baseball player, Juan Soto. Uh, he he's he's been turning it around. Josh Hader for the last month has been Josh Hader. So it's it's I feel like that's a little bit more of a pitching matchup, but I or I'm sorry, a matchup nightmare. But also it's going to be a good series because the Dodgers have three three studs, three horses. The Padres have three horses, and and I agree 100% with you that Joe Musgrove is a big game pitcher. That dude is is that's one of the reasons I was kind of hoping he'd go to market, and the Dodgers could maybe sign him. But uh, but I I, I uh, I'm curious to hear what you guys think of 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 all that, beginning with the princess of positivity, Alicia Advai. <laughs> I didn't know if you were gonna come to me because I feel like you're being super sweet and generous to our Padres guests. Um, <laughs> I, He's just worried about us. That's I, I actually, I want to congratulate you because last night's game, I was totally defending. My mother was yelling at the television, <clears throat> pissed off that the umpire did that. The disrespect, the desperation of the Mets to pull that kind of crap. You know, it's kind of like, you know, you want to play the game the right way, right? That's what you keep hearing, the right way. Is that what we're becoming, where if you dominate, you're going to be accused of cheating? It's just unfortunate. So congratulations to you. I did wake up this morning, and I was going to watch the news to see if San Diego, like, lit itself on fire because uh, <laughs> I'm totally talking shit, you guys. I'm so happy that you guys are in it. I love your ballpark. I'm trying to kind of uh, drop the princess of positivity because I listen to the way people talk. And when Musgrove was dominating yesterday, I had Juan Alonso in my, he's like my little uh, prince of darkness on my right shoulder. I started thinking of everything that could go wrong against the Dodgers. Like, like uh, Alonso just mentioned is Juan Soto. Now, did he just catch fire? at the worst time for the Dodgers. Should the Dodgers fans be concerned when I know everybody I know wanted the Padres? They didn't want the Mets, especially because every guest we had on Alonzo, weren't they all, you don't want the Mets. You don't want the Mets. Even former Dodgers pitchers were saying, you don't want the Mets. And now look at the Padres. So congratulations, guys. It's so awesome. Thank you. Um, it's nice to hear nice words from you, Alicia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not used to it. I'm not used I'm to it. I'm being rough. I'm being rough, but it is it is pretty cool. And 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 I'm I'm I have the Prince of Darkness one in my ear saying, you know, this is not good. This is somebody who has, 
what is it called? You're playing, the Padres are playing with house money. Yeah. Do you believe that, right? Do you believe that the Dodgers should be concerned, should be worried? Because if you just go by the numbers, the Dodgers have won every series, 14 of 19. And 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 the there are people who are concerned that the buy is going to, you know, yeah. slow down the momentum of the Dodgers machine. So should Dodgers be concerned? I, I've heard as well, and I, I believe this to be true, we've got momentum coming out of this series, of course. Pitched a great game, just hit a great game great series and then the Dodgers really haven't played a meaningful game in months right now like they've had that division locked up for two months more than that so the pressure I think for the Dodgers to kind of snap back into reality and kind of get back into that groove we'll see how Dave Roberts manages that locker room is to kind of get them to light a fire under their ass but I I do think you should be a little concerned the Mets would have been a better matchup for you just because of the reasons of them Ailing, I don't think Scherzer was 100% healthy. I don't think he's been healthy for a couple of years now, honestly. Um, I think he had an oblique injury that he's been hiding. Um, but <clears throat> honestly, yeah, I mean, as much as we didn't play well against you in the regular season, there's just that much more fuel to the fire. Right. Yikes. It's it's playoffs. It's not regular season. Right. So, And I kind of predicted – towards the end of the season, pretty much September. If we could get into the playoffs, let's go up to L.A., let's lose a bunch of games to the Dodgers, make them feel really comfortable, and let's go see them in the playoffs, and we'll, we'll be ready to beat them. That's kind of that's what I said on our podcast, and Nick can credit to it, and it's kind of a weird thing. Let somebody beat you and then turn around and beat them. So, But it's playoffs. It's brand-new season. So it's going to be what- fun. It was is is that like kind of strategy? Like let's kind of hold back, or you're, or is it just the magic is happening because they finally have been playing together? Your your three stars, your your pitching. Well, the the guys have definitely been starting to play together the last couple of weeks of the season. They were going out together. They were doing things together. What they needed to do, I think they came out of spring training doing that. Mid season, I think they kind of maybe spread off and went other directions. Then they the last month or so, August, September, they kind of came back into what they needed to do and they started playing really well. And then a little strategy, I think if I was a coach, I wouldn't, you know, if I was playing the Dodgers at the very end, knowing I'm going to the playoffs, they're going to win the division. I wouldn't put my best stuff out there. I'd still try to win the game, but I wouldn't try to like win it like a playoff game and kind of see, okay, if I put this guy against this guy, what's he going to do? What the, you know, and then keep notes and go, okay, well, this guy hit this guy really well, or this, you know, young guy faced, you know, Mookie Betts and Mookie didn't do anything off him. Well, maybe I'll just put that in the back of my mind and just remember where the Dodgers are just trying to stay healthy for the playoffs, where we're kind of maybe strategizing a little bit more than normal. But we have to go back, we had to go um, down, get to business, beat the Mets. Now we have to go back to work. We have to try to beat the Dodgers. And then after that, we have to try to beat either the Braves or whoever the heck the Braves are going to play because the Braves are probably going to win that one. So, um, but really it just boils down to pitching, defense, and, you know, uh, Padres aren't known for base hits. So we'll just hit a bunch of home runs. <laughs> That's the only way we win. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm an idiot. That's fine, but. No. That's, that's what doing, I think is going to happen. 
I mean, they're doing something right. It, it was it was fun to watch them, you know, the series. So I'm looking forward to it. it I almost feel it. It's a little bit. It's not exactly <laughs> as the 2010 Colorado Rockies that won 22 straight to get to the World Series where they won. I think it was a 16 or 18 to finish the series. But mm-hmm. something about that team just got together and got hot at the right time. Even the Washington Nationals a few years ago just got hot at the right time. <sighs> And I yeah. think the, I know it brings up bad memories because against the Dodgers and I was actually there <laughs> at those games, but um, I just think the Padres have, they, you know, they refuse to lose right now. They they're supposed to lose. So we got nothing. We go out nothing there and lose. if we lose, that's what everybody's going to say. It's going to happen. And if we win, everybody's going to be, well, how the Dodgers mess up, not how the Padres beat them, how the Dodgers messed up. So we have nothing to lose. So we're going to go out there and play every out, every, ounce of our energy and we're going to be exhausted but we're going to have so much energy because it's the national league national league division series and it's against our backyard you know brothers the dodgers right there you know we always have this interleague rivalry you know who who not to better to get to the championship than you know your your brothers right next door up 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 north i guess you would say Right. I mean, it's not going to happen, but if it did, it would make such a better story to be us. So we'll, we'll I, see I, in a like, week. We'll see in a I week. I know. I welcome the challenge. Maybe we should, uh, at the end of this, let's let's do a wager or something. That'd be fun. Like, oh, I'm game. You're going to give us good odds? <laughs> <laughs> well, on, on all the betting sites, I think the odds right now are the Padres are plus 180 to win this series like and that, the yeah, Dodgers yeah. are minus like 215. So still a pretty, pretty big swing your guys way. Um, but you know, I like being the underdog. We're used to it. Yeah. That, that's also a lot of uh, bookmakers and stuff that, you know, do they stay up and watch the Padres the way they don't watch the Dodgers, you know? So I, I'm just saying, I'm giving you guys props. Like it was fun watching and I love the trash talking. I love seeing Machado fired up, you know, like even though he's hated here in L.A., but it's fun to see, you know, the guys play as a team. So I really am looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to what Juan is going to say, because I swear in my mind, I'm like, oh, no, what would Juan say? And it was always like the worst scenario, the worst thing that could happen to the Dodgers. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and you guys know, you know, I'm the one that suffers from post-traumatic, you know, uh, <laughs> playoff syndrome uh, but i want to say this you know that we i we chose our brackets going into the playoffs and in these wild card games i lost every single round except the show pods i had the show pods beating the mets that i i had the cardinals beating the phillies i had the blue jays beating the mariners i had the rays beating the guardians the only one i got right was the show pods surprisingly enough though i will say this uh, I feel confident against the show pods. I feel the Dodgers are going to be Barry Sanders in the sense that they score a touchdown and just hand the ball to the referee. I love that the show pods have personality. I think this is great for baseball. Mm-hmm. I think it's much better to see the Dodgers and the show pods go at it in the division series than to see the Mets because then I'm going to have to listen to all this East Coast bias mm-hmm. about you know how the Mets and all the look. The bottom line is this. You got two teams from the NL West in the playoffs. I think it was great to see the Dodgers and the Gigantes last year. I I like to give West Coast baseball their due. 
I keep saying that the show pods are going to show up in their show pods. So I'm glad that I'm finally right. And the show pods <laughs> showed up because to me, I just thought there's just too much talent. Now I will say this. If the show pods can find a way to steal game one, that's going to make everyone a little nervous because now you got Darvish set up Blake Snell, who always kills the Dodgers. And then you got Musgrove. So the show pods are going to be in a really good position if they can find a way to steal game one. Now, right now, I'm a little scared just because they haven't announced who's pitching. I know. If Urias Urias isn't the number one starter, then I'm going to be in full panic mode because the Dodgers are going to pull the cute shit. This you guys have cute... owned Clevenger all season, by the way. Uh, yeah, but, you know, it's the playoffs. It's just like, you know, Heath mentioned this earlier. Grisham's hitting 180-something, right? And all of a sudden, he turned into Eddie Rosario. Hey, Dodger fans, you guys remember Eddie Rosario? He's the guy who fucking killed us last year. So these things can happen, right? But I know Babyface has been harping on this, all the, this cute thing that, hey, now let's look at the matchups. Just go with your best guy. Put your yeah. best guy out there and win the damn game. Right, babyface? That's why you think the Mets lost, because they didn't go with DeGrom in game one, right? That's what yeah. I think. I, I think it would have been a completely different series if DeGrom goes game one and he shuts down the Padres. Because now, especially in the three-game set, that first game was critical. So Padres won that first game. Now they had the house money. They all they knew, they knew all we got to do is win one out of the next two. So if the Mets would have won game one, it would have been reversed, and I think it could have flipped, and the Mets could have walked out with that series. But like I said, you know, they did that cute stuff. They, the, the Mets were thinking, or the Mets were thinking of the NLDS. They were thinking, hey, mm-hmm. if we can if we can win Game One without Degrom, maybe there's a way. You know, we come back and win Game Two, and we've saved Degrom for the NLDS. So they were thinking way far ahead and didn't. You know, they weren't paying attention to the series at hand. But you know, like I said, that. That's their issues. You know, they played that series wrong, and it ended up costing them. So for the Dodgers, like, now the debate is, is it Kershaw or is it Julio for the game one? I'm starting to feel it's going to be Kershaw just because they haven't announced it. And he they will announce it today because the at the media uh, later on today, this, the game one starter is going to be speaking. They didn't even did they did said game one starter speaking at 5 o'clock, whatever. So I get the feeling it's going to be Kershaw just because – the experience, um, Kershaw's handled the Padres pretty well. Um, and I think they'd rather go with Kershaw game one and then Julio game two. And that's that's just kind of what I'm feeling. So let, let me ask you this, Heath, because you've been there before. The, the Dodgers' rationale for this is they feel like whoever can recover quick enough to make two starts in a short series, that's who they're going to go with in game one. I feel like that's what's hurt Kershaw's playoff narrative is the Dodgers have really put him in bad positions, making him go on short notice, even though he's had to carry him throughout the whole regular season. And by the time he gets to the playoffs, he's just out of gas. And then they make him go on, on short notice. Is that a real thing for a pitcher come to postseason to go on less rest? It's, I believe some pitchers can do it. Some pitchers can't do it. I believe the guys that get a little bit more hyped up can go on short rest. The guys, and I'm not saying, I think Clayton Kershaw is a Hall of Famer and I love watching him play. And I mean, I got the most respect for the guy pitching wise and personal wise. 
but his so demeanor is just nonchalant. I don't really see a lot of emotion a lot when I see him pitch, or at least I haven't in the past. I haven't watched a lot of his games this year. The and it's just like you're just so low key, short day rest. You're almost a little bit more tired because you don't let that adrenaline to kick in to be, you know, you have to learn to harness that adrenaline. And I just feel like there's certain guys that can go on short days rest and the short and certain guys can't doesn't mean they're not going to pitch. Well, they're just stuff's not going to be as Buck Shawalter say that are the RPMs are going to be lower than normal. Um, but the guys that have and can let um, adrenaline and be a little bit more excited and just have that emotion maybe can, you know, go on a short day rest and go like, you know, they haven't had sleep in two days, but they're going to still go out there and do it because they just have that emotion, but everybody's a little bit different. So, I mean, it's really going to boil down to pitching. Like, you know, you know, I think for us, we're not the best hitters and you guys have seen that all season long where the Dodgers are definitely better hitters, but lately we've been hitting the mistakes and that's what we did in the Mets series where they made one mistake and every pitcher is going to make a mistake. We hit it. And as long as we can keep doing that, we'll be fine. And the Dodgers are really good hitters and we just got to keep them to bay and not give them a big inning, but pitching Kershaw, I, I agree with you. I think that's one of the things that has hurt the Dodgers in the past is they're too numberish and too like They take the emotion out of it and they're just going to go, well, percentage says this. You know, we're going to face this guy, so we should have this guy. There's a righty, there's a lefty. I remember one time playing with the Mets, and it was Art Howe, and there was a lefty that came in to pitch. We pitch hit a lefty. And I forget the reason Art said. He just said something like, I just felt like it was the right thing to do. He was due for a hit, and I forget who it was. Came up there and got a game-winning double. So, so you got to take some gut. You got to some feel of it sometimes. You know, I think Dave Roberts does that, but I think he gets – the front office clouds them a little too much about what to do. So, I mean, Dave knows baseball, but you know, you're also dealing with the front office. That's what baseball is all about. Now. I'm not a big fan of that, but so <laughs> one, one real quick. What, yeah. what didn't make sense to us. Like Roberts has been saying like whoever can bounce back for game five. Yeah. Uh, but the, whoever starts game one is going to be on regular rest for game five. So it doesn't make sense whether it's Kershaw or Julio. Exactly. And it's just one of those things that I don't know what Julio did to the Dodgers organization. I really don't. Because the disrespect, if this guy does not get the ball on game one, I mean, by by all means, just get used to it, Dodgers fans. When he becomes a free agent, he's gone. And you can come back and point to these moments where the guy was not treated as the stud. I mean, the guy was a huge part of winning the World Series in 2020. The guy is the the leader in ERA this year. And it's a debate whether you're going to give him the ball in game one. If he got any run support, he would have won 20 games this year. But he didn't in the first half of the season. And he, and he came up short. I, I This is the stuff that, you know... Heath has said about it. This is the thing that worries me. Come the playoffs, all of a sudden, the Dodgers either abandon what they've what's worked for them, or they just it's like Tony La Russa bullshit to me, where it's just like, hey, you know, this number, page five of this book says this is what we do here, where it's just like, and, and yeah. yeah, I know, old man shaking fist at cloud right now. <laughs> no, I'm but, with you, man. But we've heard it from all the old guys. Like when Needenfear came on the show and just was just like, 
the old guys have a hard time watching the game now because they just can't like relate to this like the yeah. eye test the eye test is completely abandoned like a guy is just mowing through a lineup and it's like we got to get him out of there because he's going to go the second time through and we we can't let these guys see him a second time he's like nobody's touching him what what do you yeah. why are you taking yeah. him out just continue to do what you guys have done this year you went on 111 games like right? it, it's exactly. working you know that is my concern going into these playoffs is it's just going to be like who is making this call you know and uh, Look, I know, and Roberts has talked about it. He works with the front office. They make the decisions. They lay out the information and all that stuff. I mean, look, yeah, as much as you want to kill Lasorda, Lasorda pitched to Jack Clark. It was his call. There was nobody else that you could pin that on. That was Tommy's call, and we went down on the ship with Tommy because he chose what he did. I, I just... I, I don't know. I'm, that's what worries me going into these playoffs is, are they going to take the bat out of players' hands? Are they going to take the ball out of pitchers' hands? That's that's a concern. Mm -hmm. I, uh, uh, before we, uh, we, we, we start to wrap it up, a few more minutes here with the Ring the Bell guys from the Ring the Bell podcast. They uh, they talk all things Padres. Uh, by the way, Juan, to your point, if it was Buck Showalter, he'd just ask him if he's cheating. Just check him for the sticky shit. No, I, I think Buck Showalter was too busy trying to stick his finger up to Grom's ass. Did you guys see that picture? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, on, on the Twitter, I'm like, what the fuck is going on over there? Yeah, it, was, I mean, it, was a very, it was a very sensual series with the ear. Right, 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 um, we, we, we talked about the hitters. Obviously we know what's going on with the offenses on both sides. We know what the Dodgers bring. They won 111 games. Don't, don't do the cute shit. Uh, the bullpens I think is intriguing because the bullpen for the Padres had been suspect, right? And you, you kind of, for the most part, know with what the Dodgers, what that bullpen is going to be. There's a name that, that, uh, that, that casuals may not know, uh, as far as that goes. And maybe even Dodgers fans, Robert Suarez, that dude's good. He, he and, and he's probably the best reliever all of us have not heard of. Uh, what what can you tell us about that guy? I mean, he's a guy who has really reinvented himself. You know, getting a, another shot at at the bigs, and he's besides really like the first game that he made his debut where he he blew it up. I think it was like the opening game. He's been pretty consistent, and he's got electric stuff. I mean, touches triple digits on you know miles per hour. Um, can get you the big strikeout when you need it. Just a really clutch pitcher, kind of eliminates all the noise around him. And he's been that setup guy this year, kind of going from seven to eight. And of course, he hasn't really gotten that closer opportunity unless we needed him because, you know, our closer's gotten short rest or something. But just Mr. Reliable right now, especially down the stretch. I mean, these big games, he's been unhittable. And I put out a funny tweet the other day. I'd, Robert Suarez is greater than Edwin Diaz, as it seemed in that series. So. <laughs> People loved it. No, no, and, no, and, no trumpets either. We don't even need the trumpets. <laughs> well, and if I'm and if I'm being completely honest, that's the the only spot that I'm really worried with the Dodgers is closing out the game right now, right? Because with Kim, you don't know with Kimbrel, you know what what you're going to get. Gonna get. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and it, you know, and obviously, I mean, Evan Phillips has been lights out. I mean, there's just no other way to put it. He's been lights out, you know, so setup guy to setup guy, that's a push. But at the end of the game, that's that's where I'm concerned mm -hmm. as Dodger fan. So, so Juan, I, I ask you, or rather, go ahead, Nick. Please. I was really concerned with our bullpen down the stretch, but they've seemed to really tighten things up. And that, yeah. Heath and I talk about this all the time. I mean, Josh Hader, of course, was looking completely suspect throughout the season, and he seemed to really just figure it out these last couple of weeks. So I'm yeah. happy with, with what we got. 
So Juan, what what do you think happens there as far as the closer oh, goes? There's I'm no way that one. there's no way Kimbrel's coming in in the ninth. If Kimbrel comes in the ninth, there will be riots in the ravine. <laughs> I am not. I mean, people will lose their fucking mind. And I mean, I'm telling you, you will not see Kimbrel in the ninth. Absolutely not. You you just you just can't. Because look, Heath, you're you've been in a clubhouse, all right. When a guy like that is struggling, how does the rest of the team? I, I mean, there's that classic video from uh, who's the Phillies catcher? I'm totally blanking. Ramiro. Yeah, when Real Muto sees the guy coming in from the bullpen and he's just like, does the eye roll like, Fuh. yeah, you yeah. Know? <laughs> I mean, right now you are coaching for the 26 guys in the clubhouse, not for one guy's ego to rebuild. You are here to win the game. If you see Kimbrel come on in the ninth, I mean, how's the rest of that clubhouse going to react when it's like, really, dude? You pulled him out of that spot and now you're going to put him in in the playoffs? Yeah, the playoffs, it's all going to be about how you manage. It's about winning in the playoffs. It's not about the egos, like you said. It's when you bring, when a guy's coming in the game, it doesn't matter what position. If he's not been doing well, the whole team's just kind of like, oh, man, <laughs> that guy. You know, we're like, man, I hope, he, I hope he does it this time. Come on, you could do it this time. You're praying the whole time. And then there's other guys that come in, you're like, oh, it's over. It's over. Man. So. It's, I think this series is going to come down to, you know, pitching match, it's not pitching matchups, but who manages better, what guys to bring in and what situations, what starters to leave out there a little bit longer than whatnot, or to pull early. It's, it's going to be a good matchup. I think it's going to be a lot more fun than the Mets um, series, but um, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens on both sides. Hey, both sides on, on that, and on, on that point, Melvin outmanaged Showalter, right, in that division series? Oh, yeah. I think so. It's yeah. not even close, bro. He outmanaged the shit out of him. Yeah. Well, but I just don't see enough people making that point. Well, it's, like, it's, thing, it's, that, it's about the Mets' failure when it's just like, hey. I think, I think that's what you alluded to earlier, though. It's that East Coast bias, right? Yeah, Where, like, it's Everyone's bullshit. like, oh, it's, it's New York. Like yeah. the, fans, the fans were just like expecting to trample us, right? And then, of course, they start coming up with excuses. Like ESPN on the broadcast, like, well, they're, they keep on asking for time to pause yeah, yes. you know, for, for Chris Bassett. And it's like Bassett's shaking off every pitch for like the first 15 seconds. Like the, the batter can't just be standing there just – idle for 20 seconds like it was all on the padres you know trying to, to screw up his groove and maybe it was a little bit but at the same time it's like it's that east coast bias that you're mentioning and i'm so glad it's west coast teams yeah i would love nothing more than to see the mariners in the world series so we don't have to deal with any of that <laughs> that would be pretty fun but it's like back in the you know 20 years ago it was about the manager managing the game now it's about what stats we got you know from upstairs yeah. because even buck said well, I got information from his spin rate. So information during the game had to come down to him and from say Twitter. from Twitter, probably. So in the dugout, you have to be on Twitter. You know, well, you got to have information come down. It's with, use your own thoughts. Think out there, you know, you you actually you hit. I forgot to bring that up. The announcers themselves kept harping on his spin rate. Did you guys notice that? Yeah. Like, like, like they were taking 400 rpms the, higher oh my yeah gosh. like like with disbelief as if they believed he could be cheating like and i just thought what are we watching here like espn so does annoying. a terrible job covering baseball so annoying espn wants the east coast to win 
Yeah. That's all it is. They don't want the West Coast to win. Even when I played, I used to say stuff to them all the time. Goes, you don't like us out West. No, yeah, we do. You never cover anybody out here. Yeah, it's true. I mean, when I was with the Mets and I was with, <laughs> I was a nobody, we got coverage all the time about <laughs> everything. I go to San Diego and it's like, oh, yeah, we have a team out there. Well, I, I think that's that. I, I don't know about you guys. What drives me crazy is when the national guys come in and they start talking like they're fucking experts on the team. When it's like, how many times have you watched these guys play? You're going to sit here and tell me, oh, the, you know, I know about it. I was like, no, the worst. get the guys who cover this team every day to talk about yeah, this team. I, I Those love, are the guys I trust. I would love a team up, right? Like getting yeah. whoever you guys have in your booth and whoever we have in our booth and team them up so there's not you know there's bias but it's bias from each side yeah. you know what i mean i like that espn always has the the worst announcers with the worst analytics and they were even saying like when when uh machado um when they went up like no no when they hit grisham for the for, for uh last game they hit him in the yeah. back and i think it was a 2-2 count with two outs in like the sixth or seventh inning we're up by four runs at that point and they're like you got to be suspicious if you're the padres right it's like why would why would they on a two two count drill Grisham in a playoff game in a winner take all to put an extra man on base to give a, a guy a fresh count like that is the most ridiculous take I've ever heard on ESPN. You, you know what was a good example of that, Nick? I, I don't know if you watched the Mariners Blue Jays game, that crazy ten nine game. Yeah, that was nuts when the when the Mariners were hitting some of the Blue Jays players. And, of course, they were just saying that the Mariners pitchers are the most despicable human beings and deserve to die, <laughs> kick them out of baseball. But they didn't say anything when the Blue Jays hit the Mariners guys early in the game. Yeah, you got to be nice to the Canadians. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, wait. So uh, who here is all going to be there? I'm talking to the Bleed Lows guys. Are you going to be at the game? Because how are you getting your tickets? Are you going through Tijuana or... Oh, oh, you! Oh, you, you mean the fact that we're not allowed to go down to Petco? Is that yeah. what you're talking about? <laughs> you know him. how I'm going to get my tickets, Alicia? I'm going to buy them from a Padres fan who's going to sell them to me for yeah, a shitload of money, and that the, guy's yeah. going to make money off of me. I, I think I think this year is going to be a little different. I don't think they're going to do that. Well, there's well, no, they already there. announced it. The Padres I mean, fans are selling tickets already. No, but the thing they're they're trying to limit. Yes. The area that you can buy, but the thing that I'm forgetting, there's a ton load of Dodger fans that live Insane out that area. way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's gonna be like Rams fan who sold their tickets to the Cowboys. They they sell one ticket to that game and they pay for their season tickets for the whole year. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's business. Also- it's capitalism. Come on, you Americans. Don't you know this? <laughs> well, it also lit a fire under me because I was not planning on going to two and three. I need to stay home for other reasons. But now that I found out the Padres organization does not want to sell us tickets, that's anti-American, man. You know what? They're they're treating us like Raiders fan, Alicia. And I know this because I'm a Raiders fan. So (laughs) I'm used to this. All right. I'm used to this treatment. Well, I mean, it's not the jersey. It's the alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) They're shadow banning us like Raiders fans. because That's right. Because why? Just because we suck, suck, don't hold that against us. I mean, (laughs) you guys took our football team, so we're holding it against you. 
Yeah. Oh, but we didn't want I, I think a lot of you people, you can take it back if you want. <laughs> I mean, you know, we, we don't need it. I mean, I, I'm starting to think, I, I agree with Nick. I mean, maybe that franchise is cursed, man, because. Oh, I think it's, it's the owners that are cursed, to be honest with you. Yeah. I bet you if we all pull our money, they would sell us the team because they don't want it either. Like, uh, that's just what it's <laughs> well, Maybe. They're so stubborn. I, apparently, that family is like $350 million in debt. And, like, the, yeah, the head owner, Dean Spanos, is just like refusing to let the, the crown jewel of the family go. And, like, one of the sisters is trying to form a lawsuit against his against her brother because, like, the family will is in debt and, like, he refuses to sell. I would love nothing more for them to sell. And, I don't know if it means they'd relocate back to San Diego because they got to get a stadium built first. But well, they have that soccer stadium. You'd fill that more than you would SoFi. Right. <laughs> yeah. True. There is well, the plan. That, well, they they left that new stadium open um, so they can build onto it if they needed to. So yeah. that's that's a cool thing. Snapdragon. What a great name. <laughs> we, we, well, apparently Alicia's going to go down there. I know why she's going, though. She's only going for the ranch waters and for spice. Oh, here there's, we there's, go. And the tacos. The only two reasons. Oh, your tacos, eh, eh. But, oh, but come she, on. You, they are good. First of all. For those of you who want to hang out with Alicia this, in this game three, be, just go find the ranch water and you'll find her there. This it could be a completely different discussion, but Petco Park food destroys Dodger Stadium food. You guys have uh, hardly any options. I, I'm not going to argue with you because I don't eat at the stadium. I eat outside of the stadium. Shout out to Teddy's, El Russo, all the other places in around the ravine. Those are the places I eat. But, yeah, you're right. Maybe in the offseason we could have a, a food battle podcast to oh, discuss which ones. Yeah, because your hot dogs are trash, bro. Your hot dogs are trash. It's not about the hot dogs. <laughs> right, but if you're going to have a ballpark, at least have a good hot dog, man. Do you know that Dodger Stadium sells the most hot dogs in all of the country for every event, even state fairs, even, you know, the Mets and the and the Yankees, you know, they all have all these Nathans and all that. I like, nope. I like Dodger dogs. I think they're Dodgers, good. Dodger dogs are the number one seller by far the number two. And the that's after we one. got rid of the all-you-can-eat gordos out in right field <laughs> in the palenque out there, after we yeah. cut them off after 40 hot dogs. I mean, could you imagine? <laughs> So, so is that the a... wager then? Should we go with that? Like a who's it's... got the better food? No, no. Well, <laughs> there should be food involved because yes, I'm, should. I'm a fatty. There's food okay. involved. There's got to be drinks involved. Right. That's it. That's it. Well, yeah. I'm not sure. So what, what is it? Dinner? Dinner? Whoever wins series tra- yeah, like treats the your, other one to dinner. In your oh, hometown, it, yeah. you can choose, and uh, yeah, and dinner, and maybe the first round. Because you know, I don't got that Dallas Reigns money anymore. So <laughs> she spent it all. She she sold her Rams tickets yesterday, and now she's already spent that she money. She spent on it all on Dodger dogs. Oh yeah. my god! I'm so glad I didn't go to Rams after all. I oh, needed to no. get my voice Pitiful. back. And that first, the first five minutes, I'm like, oh damn! <laughs> they are not good. They are not good. That deep, that not, offense is atrocious. It's not Stafford's fault. It's we have you know five different O line combinations in five games. They don't, they can't protect him. He's on his back all the time. That He's defense now is the also number very one. suspect. He's yeah. the number yeah. one sacked quarterback in the NFL this morning. Well, that, he's that only look, trying to throw to Cooper Cuff. That's it. That's the other problem. Yeah, he's Google only trying eyes. to throw to one guy. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he has still, no time, and that I would go with my shirt guy too, hoping I don't get slammed into the ground. Well, and you know what you should do if you don't have time? Run the damn ball. That's what the Cowboys did, and it worked out okay. Oh God, don't get me started. <laughs> before, before we go, I <laughs> yes. know that you guys 
are going to pick the Dodgers for our series, and I know we're going to pick the Padres, but who is, who is your pick? Who is your pick for the AL to make it to the World Series? Uh, as, of, as it sits today? Yep. Oh, man. Let me, let me hold on a sec. Let me look at one thing. Go ahead. I have the trash rows. I, I mean, I just think the trash rows are scary. They, they just find a way. But, hey, man, if the Guardians keep pitching the way they're pitching, I mean, they, they, I, I was not expecting that from, the, from those guys. No, not at all. I still have the Astros, but my dark horse is the Mariners. I, I didn't expect the Mariners. To, I'm right there with but, you. Because the lights turn, the lights get bright, and some people, you know, tend to to, to shun. Hey, but Mariners. give credit to the man. Heath said the Mariners all along, back when we uh, talked to him in the beginning yeah. of the season. That's yep. true. Still, still that think was, it's going to be team. Seattle. Still think it's going to be Seattle. Really? The AJ okay. Preller Bowl. I just think <laughs> here's, here's the thing. Houston, I think have it. It's they just, I don't know. They just haven't really played. They play in a horrible division. Blah, blah, blah. It's just kind of like they were just destined to be there. Then I think Seattle will beat them. And then you got Cleveland against the Yankees. I think the Yankees were so about judge, judge, judge. And they kind of fell off a little bit. And they just, I think they're so much starstruck and what. And I think Cleveland's just going to take them. And then I just think, you know, Seattle, it's going to be the Seattle against Cleveland. And I think Seattle has a little bit better hitting, but it's the two young teams, the two major league futures. They're going to battle for the world to get to the World Series. So, yeah. Hey, hey, Heath, give me some closer on closer crime here. What Chapman did, is that just him being like, I want out? Oh, yeah. I think so. I think that's, he's just, I, I hate to speak bad about people, but just same people are just, they just don't care and there's no loyalty anymore. You know, I mm. think loyalty is pretty much gone. Uh, maybe I think it's partly because of the teams, partly because of players. I don't think it's just become just players that a lot of people say it is, but I think it's, it's just, there's no more loyalty in the game anymore. That's why the game has changed. You know, it's all about different numbers and matchups, this and that, instead of about gut feelings and Hey, this guy's having a birthday. Let's play him or let's start him. You know, David Wells was hung over and he threw a perfect game. He just, was trying to go out there and throw strikes and just please hit the ball the first time. But the funny part about that is when I played with Greg Maddox, I asked him, I forget what the question was. And he goes, I'm hoping the hitter hits the first pitch. And I go, why is that? He goes, so I can, I don't have to throw that many pitches. I can throw more. <laughs> so I'm like, the, the professor has some idea of what to do that a guy was hung over that a perfect game was doing the same thing. It's like, why didn't he just do that all the time? Yeah. So, I just think people like they want out, so they just do stupid things or say things. I mean, look at Juan Soto. I believe he didn't hit well this year with the Nationals and just decided I'm just going to walk a lot and because I got nobody to hit around me and I don't really want to be here and I'm not going to sign 400 and some odd million dollars with this club, I want out. So people just, they're really selfish nowadays. Roger, what's your pick for the AL? I still think it'd be probably Houston, but I would love to see, you know, either Cleveland or, or Seattle. I'll take any one of those guys if they can get there. And the best for last, Alicia. Well, I really like what the guys said, the, the, the Padres guys, because I don't want the Astros. I don't want to give them any of our shine. I don't want to go there. I don't want to eat there. Nothing. So I was off. I had picked in the beginning of the season, the Blue Jays. 
Um, so now I'm going with Seattle too because I've actually been to that ballpark and they were very cool fans and they and they have ranch water. No, but they okay. bring you hot chocolate to your seat Ooh. and soup. Yeah, because it's really freaking cold there. But yeah, <laughs> so that would be my. I would love to to uh, go back to Seattle for sure. That'd be a fun trip. Yeah, it would. It'd be it's cold, beautiful. but it would be a fun one. It's beautiful. Yes. Well, boys, thank you guys for joining us. So the wager is obviously thank you. whoever wins, uh, the other party has to take them out for dinner and drinks. That's the wager we're agreeing on. I'm down. What, where are we doing this? We're going to do this in LA if you guys win, and then mm-hmm. San Diego if we win. Yes, I believe so. Yes. That works okay. for me. Yes, yeah. and that way you could pick your favorite. Should we do tacos? We could. It's got to be your favorite place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like, yeah. It's 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 uh it's it's. Uh, I, I don't want to say dealer's choice, but loser's choice because I mean you got to, we yep. got we got to pony up, yeah. Uh, well, if, you, if this, if you're not following those guys uh, from uh, from the the Ring the Bell podcast, go follow them and go listen to their show. They're good guys, uh, and uh, and they keep it real, as you guys just heard. I mean, Heath Bell kept kept it pretty real today, and I I'm here for that. Um, as also a fellow conductor of the Fuckbook Showalter Train, uh, I'm I'm all about that. <laughs> Uh, this week's episode of the podcast, though, was presented Wait. by our partners. I'll go ahead. What I was just gonna say, we all agree Dodgers and four, right? Right, Nikki, okay. right, yeah. right, right, right. <laughs> Dodgers and four. I, I, me and right. Nick, me and Nick need to agree that you guys need to bring your wallets. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I like well, it. Yeah, hey, I mean, I, I, I'm here just for I think this is gonna be a really good series. It'll be I, fun. I think it's, yeah, and Thank I, God, we're I, off ESPN now, too. FS1, yes, yeah, <laughs> Big Fox. Um, and I will also say this: Whoever wins this series, I think, is going to win the World Series. That's just me. That's wow. that, that, I like I know that prediction. Uh, it's also it's also bold because I have the Dodgers winning the World Series too. So <laughs> it I'll hold you to it when San Diego wins. <laughs> fair, yeah, fair, I agree. Fair. Uh, Good luck to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but this week's episode was presented by Bet Online. Head on over to their website, betonline.ag. When you join, you'll receive a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code, which is Believe50, BLEAV5, uh, BLEAV, and uh, you'll receive those rewards. Bet Online, where the game starts. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep the shit talking on Twitter going, yeah? Oh, yeah. Thank always you guys yes. for being good sports. Thank yes, you. Always, always. Thank you for the kind words, finally, Alicia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's that's. She's the opposite. When she gets hangry, she gets really nice. So next time you talk to her and she's full, it ain't going to be pretty. That's not true. I was feisty earlier. I admit it. That's why I said thank you for being a good sport. Being Got so when you take yes. us to dinner, it's going to be bad. I'm yes. <laughs> yes. We'll get water with you. Yes, bring there your own you ranch go. water. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you guys again, and uh, and we'll catch you. Uh, we'll catch you throughout the series. All right. Good luck. Right. Good luck to you guys. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Please subscribe and leave a review to the Bleed Lows Podcast. The Bleed Lows Podcast is a Dodgers Beat production.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.